One of the absolute worst things that I see are business owners building on shaky ground. And in this podcast, we're going to look at some different ways that that's happening and ways that you can prevent that. Come listen. Welcome to the Behind Her Brand Podcast with your host, Kimberly Spencer. Every week, join Kimberly and her guest for inspiring interviews with passionate business builders, corporate leaders, and catalysts of change. Plus, we will be sharing business and career building strategies and tools that you can use to grow. So let's dive into today's episode. Okay, so we're going to dive right on in and I'm going to talk specifically today about seven branding blunders that prevent growth new clients and leverage. And I love talking about this because whenever I meet with someone and we're working on their branding and their marketing, you know, when they're frustrated and they're trying to figure out how come things are not growing, how come things are not taking off the way they hoped, or how come it seems like no matter what they create or do, they're just not getting the type of response. Doesn't mean they're not getting none, but not getting the type of response that they're looking for. And what I found in my careers is that typically a when branding is off and marketing is off, it falls into one of these categories, or it could be a cross of multiple categories. So I'm going to walk through a couple of them. And I want you to look at if you're in this space right now where you kind of feel like, okay, Kim, I don't know what else I can do. I don't know um, how else I can get this and that to grow. Ask yourself if anything I'm sharing today falls into one of these categories. So for the first one is fashion before function. And this is how this shows up. It's all about the visuals. You focus so much on what's being shown and displayed versus what's being communicating. And I find this happens quite often that people will create all the right visuals. They'll take all the great pictures and they're putting everything together before they even have a real brand. They have not really defined the brand. And so what you're basically doing is throwing spaghetti on the wall and hoping that it sticks. I've seen this happen with someone where they get really inspired by an event, or maybe they saw something on TV or a podcast or whatever it might be. And they're like, oh, I can do that real quick. And I'll just build as I you know, go kind of thing. And so they put together all these beautiful graphics. It looks great. And then it doesn't draw. And we all know that visuals are very key to your marketing. But here's the thing. If your visuals are not communicating something clear, if they're not communicating in a way that your audience will understand it, it goes like it falls flat, like spaghetti on a wall, fashion before function. So look at what you're putting out there and ask yourself, are you putting out more fun, creative visuals or are you putting out really good content? The next one is imitation over being different. And how this shows up is being unclear on how to be creative with your own brand, being unclear on how to make your message and voice stand out. So what tends to happen is you view other people and that who are successful, who are attaining the type of success that you're hoping for. And what happens is that you shape your voice around their voice. And here's the thing. You know, whenever I talk to someone about this, you know, the first reaction, I'm like, no, 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 I'm not trying to copy no one. And it's not so much about that, but what it is, you're so inspired by the fact that they have hundreds or even thousands of comments and that every time they post something, everybody seems to be so enamored with what they're saying, that you're so like inspired by that, that often your thought could come, you know what, they're doing this. So if I do exactly this, then I'm going to generate the same type of response. And Oftentimes it doesn't work that way. It just doesn't. Um, and the reason being is because your brand identity is tied to who you are and people have a definition of how they see you. And so how you communicate what you're putting out there is tied to you. 
Just because someone's doing really, really well doesn't mean it's like a cut, I mean, copy and paste, because it just simply doesn't work in that way. You'll end up very frustrated and overwhelmed, wondering, well, I'm doing exactly what they say to do. I'm doing exactly what I see. I'm doing exactly the blueprint they told me. But here's the thing. You can't replicate their voice because their voice is their own. You can only do your own voice. So it will come out differently because it doesn't sound like you. It'll sound like them. Okay. And oftentimes in this particular area, what I find is that you sometimes question if you are the solution. You question if your audience really and truly understands you. And it never fails. You start to become gray. You blend in versus standing out. So if you find yourself in this situation, this is a great time to really pause and look at your brand identity. Look at what your brand is. Look at how clear you're communicating it, looking at whether this brand really fits you. So let me give you an example, especially in this area. I have, I had, let me think, at the time, three organizers I was working with, okay? Not personally, but as clients. And they all did the exact same thing, okay? Their services were the same. The products were a little slightly different here or there, but for the most part, it was still in the same area. And yet they could not be more different in personality, okay? One was highly creative. Everything was pops of colors and and um, vibrancy, et cetera. Another person was more muted. They liked more of the pale down version. They liked very clean, blue, grays, um, very different type of looks. And then my third one, um, she was a character. And the thing is that people knew her to be that way. So she brought a lot of life, fun, and music to what she does in her offering. Now, again, they're all offering the same thing, but they're all approaching it very different ways. None of them were trying to be like the other. And that's the key. You got to ask yourself, okay, I may offer what everyone offers, but where's my personality in it? Where do I shine? Where do I show up? And when you start really peeling back that layer and you infuse that into your brand, you'll find that you'll have a much more engaging um, brand brand, um, positioning. Okay. So here's another one. Lacking a core brand. Okay. And I kind of hit on this a little bit with no core, you're building on shaky ground. Okay. When your main focus is always on the features and not really building a relationship, then you're going to find that you're not going to create real lasting clientele. You're going to create a lot more transactional relationships. So really understanding your core, like for example, I get asked quite often, how do I manage all the different businesses that I have? Well, my core is marketing and branding. Always at the core is marketing and branding. So my core company, U-Impact, is all about that. So we do you know, training and development in that area. We also have So We Harvest, which is a subscription box service. So in that, it's still marketing. Okay. We're helping people sew into other people. We're helping people gift, gift uh, provide giftable items to um either people in their business or in personal life. We have our publishing company. That's a part of branding. It's also part of marketing. We have behind her brand, obviously, which explores uh, business women, but we also provide content like this. So my core is still marketing and branding. That's my core. And so when you build from your core, you can create extensions of your branding. However, if you don't have a core, you're building on shaky ground and shaky ground typically has no foundation. Okay. And so you want to look at, okay, when I look at my brand in this moment, what is it exactly 
my brand? What is exactly that when people say my name, they connect me to, that they know that this is who this person is? If, and oh, this is perfect. <laughs> I'm glad I had this quick thought real quick. If you are saying at this moment, I don't know if I have a core or I think I have a core, the best way to really, really know if your brand is communicating what you think is communicating, ask people around you, not your friends, not your family, but your clients, ask um, people on social media who are connected to your um, business, excuse me, social media accounts and ask them what is it they think that you do. Ask them if you were to say, so-and-so, this is what you do for a living. What exactly would they say? I did this activity with a group that I took on a retreat, a, business, a bunch of business women. And in that moment, I said on Facebook post and ask your audience, what do they think that you do? What do they think that your brand, your brand offers? And the responses were so varied and so all over the place that it gave them a moment to pause and saying, you know what, I'm posting about programs and events and this, that, and the other. And the people that are following me don't even really know what I do. And that is a blunder, but it's one that's very fixable. You just go back and you reset and you look at your program and your offering and make sure that they're clear. And I'm going to tell you something, this often shows up too, when you're sharing your information with people and getting feedback and they say, oh no, you really should talk about this or no, you really should be this or you should offer that. And here's the thing, when you get advice from people that don't really have an understanding of their brand or what it is you're trying to develop and grow, you'll find yourself creating all these different things because you're going to feel like, well, they know best. And what happens is when you start to market and position your business, people are confused. If you say that you are a leadership expert, but you're over here talking about um, science or you're talking about um just not really random things, writing and development and all kind of other topics that don't fit your core, it will be confusing. Okay. Now here's another one. And I call these personality blockers. And this is where you prevent people from trusting you. They're not really sure who you are. Your visuals don't match up with your brand. Who you are is a mystery to them. And if you ask, well, how is this different from not having a core brand? A personality blocker is a little bit different. Okay. The core of it is that people don't really know you, period. It's you put so much stuff out there that they're wondering, well, who's the face behind the brand? People want to get to know you. People want to learn a little bit about you. And I'll tell you guys, I am the most private person. I really am. And I had to find a way on how to share parts of who I am in a way that still felt natural to me. Okay. I wanted to make sure that people didn't just see the services that I offer. They didn't just see the branding that we put out there. They didn't just see the marketing put out there that they really had an understanding of who I was too. And so if you look at what you're putting out there and people still don't really know you, find ways that you can share parts of who you are in a way that's comfortable for you. Because here's the thing. Most people love to connect to a brand when they have an idea of the person behind it or a person connected to it. Like for example, Nike has done a great job in their marketing, but they always tie well-known athletes to their brand because they know that people need a face. People need someone to connect their brand to that they feel like, okay, if this person's connected to it, I definitely got to be a part of it. That is key. So make sure that you are showing up. Okay. The next one is unclear messaging or mixed messaging. And this shows up when you have multiple messages, multiple stories, and none add up. 
And more importantly, your prospects and your clients are not in your story. When you're sharing what you're about, when you're sharing why you're passionate about what you do, when you're sharing about um, what you are striving to to create in terms of a solution for your audience, you got to infuse them in your story. They got to understand, well, why should I trust you? Why should I sign up? Do you understand what I'm going through? Do you understand my challenges? Do you understand this, that, and the other? They need to look to you as a solution, as someone that can potentially get them from point A to point B, or someone that can help them work on whatever it is that you may be presenting. So it's very clear the messaging is clear because here's what happens often. You can have an amazing website that is very clear, but if I go to your social media, I see something totally opposite. If I go to your workshop, I'm like, wait a minute, I thought they offered, okay, now I'm confused. When that starts to happen, you lose your audience. A confused buyer never, ever buys. And very often do they ever go back to check in with you again. So making sure your messaging is clear in all of your entry points. If I go to your Instagram, if I go to your Facebook, if I go to your workshop, if I read your book, if I go to your website, if I go to any of your entry points, I need to be able to see very clearly that who you say you are, you are, okay? Okay, so we got one more to go, and I hope this is helpful to you um, because what I really want to accomplish is hopefully having you take a minute to just look at, do I fall in any of these categories or am I doing a little bit of this over here and a little bit of that, and I need to kind of course correct, if you will. All right, so the last one is you have your own approach to your marketing has nothing to do with your market. Okay. This comes from a lack of understanding of your market. If you don't understand the needs of your audience, how can you craft a solution? If you're unclear about what they need, how can you create visuals? How can you create services and programs? If you don't really understand what it is they need, if you literally get to know your audience and you understand the solution that they're looking for, and you look at what it is that you have in your strengths that you can offer in terms of a solution, your voice and messaging stands out. Okay. Like here's a good example. There are a million people in the health and wellness field, a million of them that offer all type of things, but depending on what you choose to offer in that space, there's going to be an audience waiting to hear your solution. There's going to be an audience that wants to hear that they don't have to go on a particular diet. They only need to do this. Or there's going to be an audience that really wants to hear about all the real creative exercises that they can do. And so they're going to be listening for that voice. There's going to be an audience that says, you know what? I don't want to exercise. I don't want to diet, but I want to be healthy. (laughs) So there's going to be an audience waiting for that voice. There's always going to be an audience waiting for a particular solution. So depending on the solution you offer and how clear you are, Ask your audience, is this what you're looking for? I'm a big believer in in touching base with people because what happens so often in businesses, we can go on autopilot. We can create a good program that was needed at one time and we don't change it up. We offer it year after year, services after services, everything's same, 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 same. And yet our audience is growing. Their needs are growing. They're shifting. They're wanting different things. They're expecting different things. And if you're offering the same thing and not really understanding your market and not growing with your market, you're going to find that the approach that you're offering is going to become outdated and not needed. And so you don't want to create that either. I liken every time, I liken this for every business. When you look at reality shows, they always change the opening um, 
trailer, right? It's always different, fresh, creative, and it gives you a sense of what the new season is going to be about. It's the same thing with your business. You got to look at your business and whether you do it a couple of times a year, or at least once a year, you got to refresh and let your audience know that here's what I'm offering this time because I know that you're changing. I know that you're growing. I'm growing. So I want to make sure that I'm offering things that I can um, help you grow along with me. That's very key. And when you're understanding that, it ties in everything else that I spoke about. You won't have a brand that's confusing. You'll have a core. People are going to understand the personality of your brand. They're going to understand the, the messaging of your brand. And you're going to find that people are going to be way more receptive to what it is you have to share. Okay. So I hope that this was helpful. And as always, I'm very, very thankful of your time and spending this time with me uh, with our Behind Her Brand podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Michelle Spencer. Thank you for your time. And if you would like to learn a little bit more about what it is that we have to offer, please visit us at www.behindherbrand.net.